This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. hey. This week we'll be talking about Kroll. 1983. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Directed by Peter Yates, Stanford Sherman, starring Ken Marshall, Lysette, Lysette, Anthony, <laughs> Freddie Jones, and other people. <laughs> Francesca Ennis. The the enthusiasm is, is dripping. But from, from Jeff's I already forgot about this and I only watched the movie two days ago. Liam Neeson's in this movie, so Yeah, I was just gonna say it. <laughs> so's uh so's Robbie Coltrane. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're a wizard, Harry. Okay. Scott, you made us watch this delightful and, uh, real, film. Real quick, the same <laughs> the same uh writer that wrote this movie also wrote Ice Pirates. If you, oh, can wow. believe, if you can believe that. That is quite the companion piece. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, why did you make us watch this? <laughs> well, this, this is a movie I grew up with. Uh, it's high fantasy, even though it takes kind of a left turn into science fiction as well. And maybe a little bit of Cthulhu. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that later. But it's, um, I, I didn't find it so... Hard because the way I remember the movie, I thought there was going to be lasers and swords, but there was hardly any of that, and I was pleasantly surprised that it was more fantasy than than sci-fi. So, so we're kind of living in a uh, golden age right now, where we're inundated with comic book movies and awesome Lord of the Rings adaptations, and mm-hmm. uh, but if you go back to 1983, like Star Wars came along and kind of changed the game, but there, there was no fantasy, you know, so you had to take it wherever you could get it. Mm-hmm. And in this case, this is, this is Kroll in, again, 1983. Uh, very misguided effort, but a an effort I enjoy nonetheless. And again, I grew up with it. I, I Even watching it again, it's still dumb fun. Um, and again, it is fantasy. So it's, it's kind of a rare genre. Uh, the action fantasy, anyway. So yeah, let's let's get into this. Unless Alex has anything he wants to add. Nope, that was it. Did this you, movie's great. Did you see this in the theater? No. Okay. VHS. No, no, I probably saw this in the early days of cable. If I had to guess. Okay. Yeah. And Alex, you saw this before this week, right? Or, or no? Oh yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I saw it uh, when I was a kid on VHS. Okay. Did did so you hadn't seen this before, right, Joe? No, I saw it for the first time uh, two days ago. Had did you know of it? I've heard the name. Other than that, all I know is I heard of the name. Okay, that was it. I knew no idea what to expect. And, and by the way, because it's not on my list, uh, maybe, maybe it is in one of yours, but whatever. Uh, the the name Kroll never gets mentioned once. And no, it's not the name of the the weapon. <laughs> it's it's the name of the world. Yeah. But I don't think they ever say it once. It just that, sounds... they, they say very. It, it was like a throwaway line that uh, Emir, the the elder or the old okay. one, yeah. Says. I it's thought like, I heard him say and it. And the too. peace, like uh, peace will reign in all of Kroll or whatever. Okay. But he, but he says it very matter of factly. So I don't know <laughs> if they if they changed the title of the movie <laughs> to Kroll after the fact after everything was filmed or what. But yeah, it feel in a lot of ways it feels like a almost like a T and D movie. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> this seems like a campaign. Kroll, yeah, Kroll sounds vaguely like something that, that you know would have come from the from the very from the very lips of Gary Gygax. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was my honorable mention. There you go. Yeah. All right, sweet. This whole, this whole movie is like a D and D campaign. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's start off with your number seven. Let's go. Yeah, uh, my seven. Uh, so the. The horses, and uh, I mean this in a good way and a bad way. <laughs> so the idea of the horses, these giant Clydesdales um, that that run so fast that flames are coming off their hooves, is pretty rad. Uh, 
and and they zip off. They they actually have some really cool shots, like the really far away shots. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested to to know exactly how they did it, um, but those look super cool. Uh, the the close up shots when they're in front of a screen, uh, those those are bad. The worst is when they're actually flying. And the horses are just kind of like stationary and like yeah, tossing their heads a little still. bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll give uh, Liam Neeson extra marks because he was super fucking into it. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, he was. He almost not because he was carrying the kid. He yeah, he almost knocks the kid up. Yeah, yeah. He had to raise his arm to not uh, elbow him in the face. Yeah, maybe maybe he just really likes horses and he was it wasn't really acting all that much. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of a mixture. But again, it's a very D and D kind of metal thing to have these. Horses go so fast that flames come out their hooves. Uh, that's my number seven. All right. Well, to add to that, um, I was amazed at how many horses they had. Like you hear, like stories from game the sets of Game of Thrones, set of Game of Thrones. Now, is they a lot of the scenes they don't have horses because they're so expensive and hard to work with. And there were like tons of them in this movie, which so, I found so apparently this was actually a very well, relatively speaking, a big budget movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. They basically went all over the UK to round up these like sixteen Clydesdales that they wound up using. Huh. So that had to like just going to find them had to cost a lot of money, let alone you know take care of them. And they had to train the damn things. Uh, like they didn't come like pre-trained or whatever. So I, I can see how it would be a problem. Lord of the Rings, the cast of thousands, or not Lord of the Rings. Uh, Game of for, Thrones. Uh, well, it was probably it was probably a problem for Lord of the Rings too, but uh, for Game yeah. of Thrones, which also has kind of a huge cast at times. Uh, so yeah, it is it is cool to get all those those giant horses together, and just in general, you don't see Clydesdales used all that often outside of fucking Budweiser commercials. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. pulling horses down Main Street. Um, yeah, or pulling horses, pulling carts. <laughs> that's, that's how big that's how big they are. They can pull other horses. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll go next, and I didn't like this movie at all, and so. Um, but as I so my list is going to be not top items. It's just kind of how I was. T- taking notes at the beginning like my expectations i'm just gonna go as i wrote these notes down that's just kind of a disclaimer here <laughs> so you're saying not no, none of your points you feel any stronger or weaker about no you can just kind of see where i have a little bit of positivity and then it's just kind of <laughs> wtfs okay. all over the place um so the very beginning i said oh this is like a star wars opening with the big ship the big tree ship i thought it was a tree at first turned out to be like a big rock or whatever and it was the very much Spaceball Star Wars beginning. So I like that part. Okay. <laughs> that That's it. That's Spaceballs. Right. Right. It was a very Do- Star Wars-esque beginning with the spaceship flying over the camera and then landing on the planet. All right. Alex, number seven. My number seven, this is, yeah, I have uh, nostalgia colored glasses for this movie. But one scene in particular, I just, I was like, ooh. This is just really fucking tough to watch. Is when the great battle in the castle ended and everybody's dead except for uh, Colwyn, and he's he's recovering because the old one, Emir, right? That's his name. Uh, uh, I forget is, some of these names. It starts with it's Inir. Inir. He's patching him up and everything, and then he's like, he kind of, he's just very whiny, and he turns around to turn his back on Edir, and he's like, a king doesn't act like this. Well, you haven't, you haven't lost a dad and a wife in the same day. Yeah. That just really jumped out of me. I was like, holy shit. He's like, I hope he's not like this for the whole damn movie. Thankfully, he wasn't. But he packed two hours worth of whininess into that one moment. Yeah, he, so. got a, he got <clears throat> he got the Hamel out of the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, it. he wanted to go to Toshi Station. <laughs> yeah. He went he went full Hamel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was about the worst part of this movie for me. Uh does does anybody on your list talk about the, the castle battle specifically? Uh not specifically. I have okay, a bit, uh, but not much really. Okay, I just wanna jump in here and say it was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> kid, I can say I that mean, for almost everything you guys are going to say. Yeah, this but movie. Well, well, it's <laughs> like I get it. They're they're going for like kids, and kids don't give a shit about this stuff. But all all the fights are like they're they're all wearing these like the the slayers, what they're called, mm-hmm. and the the men wearing the armor, 
they can all barely move in these costumes. <laughs> so all the fights, they're just kind of swinging it like, eh, eh, eh. And then, like, somebody gets shot off screen or something. And that's basically the whole epic battle that's supposed to be taking place. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that your number six, or do you have another number six? Oh, uh, my number six. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to talk about that because I was quite it up. My number six is, well, this is my, my number six will be quick. This is uh, the soundtrack. I had forgotten how much I ah, enjoyed this. Nice. This is yeah. uh, James Horner. And, uh, oh, that makes sense. It sounds a lot like uh, the, at, at points. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. Commando. Uh, the Wrath of Khan, uh, which I also, another score I really enjoy. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was, I didn't remember it being James Horner. Uh, but I do remember enjoying the soundtrack and going through the movie again. I, I liked it. I was actually listening to the soundtrack after I was done with it. So that's my number six. It's very bombastic. Yeah. Mixes uh, kind of... It's like a weird choir thing. And uh, um, again, like the weird little flutes that they have in Rathcon. But anyways, my number six. I would agree. I don't have it on my list, but I agree. It, it was... One of the few bright points of the of the movie. Same, yeah. All right, uh, my number six. So this is the lead. I believe it's leading up to the castle battles. The dude just running up the walls makes the old Batman and Robin look even better. Like it was terrible. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was awful. It was kind of yeah. Oh, the, when the when the slayers were getting pulled up by obvious ropes. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny because because like the <laughs> like thing, cockroaches. They, they, in the whole movie, they barely move, and all of a sudden, they're, like, flying up the side of this yeah. wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a crouching tiger over there for a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Awful. So, it was... Well, I have it. Is this supposed to be funny? Because at this point, I have no idea what this movie is. Is this Spaceballs? I'm not sure. So... <laughs> turns out, no. It was just terrible. Yep. That's my number six. Alex. My number six is the clear, I mean, the 80s were notorious for not having very high safety standards for stuntmen and actors, but this one, I think, <laughs> took it way too far. Not only do they have the stuntmen or the actors climbing up these giant hills and mountains, like, with no apparent safety gear at all, no ropes to, like, catch them or anything like that, and, uh, but when they're wrangling <laughs> all the fire horses, the flame ponies, they're all like Liam Neeson specifically. He's in the mix in between like four or five horses, and they're all. He, he's. It looks like he's in danger of getting trampled at any second. Most of the guys do when they're when they're wrangling the uh, the flame ponies. Yeah. So I was Sounds like, holy right. crap! <laughs> it's uh, all the budget went to the special effects and not for you know the safety equipment or anything like that. As was the style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. All right, Scott, number five. Okay, number five is there's a there's a, rewatching this. There's a ton of that guy moments. Um, as I mentioned, uh, there's Robbie Coltrane, who fun fact was they dubbed over him. Coltrane. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, they dubbed over him with some other guy because they didn't like the way he sounded. Uh, Wait, what does he normally sound like? Hagrid, or is that? A... <laughs> yeah, that's just, I I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like whatever he sounds like. They, they weren't into it. All right. He has a uh, sweet mustache. Yeah, he does. Uh, Freddie Jones, the guy who plays in here, um, who uh, also with Francis Francesca and Ease, they were both in Dune together. Yeah, so they. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Liam Neeson, of course. Um, the guy that, that plays like the, the lead, uh, criminal outlaw, um, guy named Alan Armstrong, been in a ton of things. Yeah. Um, I actually had to look that guy's name up, I will admit. Um, and then there was the teacher from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The guy who played the wizard, the, the dick teacher that makes him do math about chocolate and Charlie Bucket's just like, I only have one chocolate. And the teacher calls <laughs> him an asshole. Yeah. So yeah, it's oh, it's always fun to go back to these old movies and be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. And yeah, there was a bunch mm-hmm. of them in this one, so that's my number five. Oh, I and uh, the the main guy, um, sorry, the the main guy, um, Colwyn. 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 Guy named Ken Marshall. This was basically the apex of his career. Yeah. Um, last time he got like a lead 
uh, billing and something. The only other thing I remember him in is Feds, uh, which I don't know if either of you saw. And he he had a recurring role on Star Trek: Next Generation, or not, not sorry, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, where he was like a balding security officer. <laughs> oh, yeah, his hair went. That's a shame because uh, it was glorious in Crawl. Yeah, it was. Jeez. This was Kylo Kylo Ren would have been jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't recognize anybody except Coltrane and Neeson. So Coltrane. He's a, Coltrane's even a little hard to would have been, you know, the mustache, and he's a little, he's just younger. Yeah, I think I looked up the cast before I started watching it. And I saw his name in the cast list, so then when you know he's going to be in there, then pick him out. I mean, uh, even even Lisette Anthony, I've seen her in stuff too. Yeah. All right, um, my yeah, number ahead. five is <laughs> go by my notes here. Okay, let's climb a mountain for an hour. That's <laughs> you know the scene I'm talking about. When he's going to get the glaive? Yes. Okay, all, all the scenes Jesus. of climbing mountains? To glaive! Ah, damn it. That's my number two. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, him climbing that mountain went on forever. Like It reminded me of Planet of the Apes with some scenes. They're just these older movies. They just oh, go on forever. And this was... And like I said, at this point, I'm still... Oh, maybe this is Planet of the Apes. I don't know. And, uh, they landed. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he was climbing that mountain for goddamn ever. Like, I get it. He's searching for the goddamn... Well, I didn't know what he was searching for. The, the, I thought he was searching for the Kroll, to be honest with you. I thought that was the name of the guy. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, it's not the name of the weapon. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, yeah. It was ridiculous. Climbing the mountain. The movie could have been a half an hour shorter. So that's my number five. Alex. Mm-hmm. My number five, this surprised me that I didn't remember, but whenever one of the Slayers dies, their head pops open and this gross worm <laughs> slug yeah. thing bloodies out of their heads and digs itself into the ground. That was cool. That was disgusting. I loved it. And uh, honorable mention to the screams they get, too. Yeah, I know. Oh, gross. Spine chilling. But it makes sense that the – how he uh, – the what's the name of the bad guy? Just the dark one from the Dark Castle? Whatever the Master Slayer, <laughs> he's uh how he can have a seemingly uh, infinite army because these slugs probably just dig into the ground, go back to home base, and get themselves another body. So I thought that was a cool, like, little sci-fi thing or fantasy thing. Also, it can be both. Huh. But yeah, Good, oh. cool, cool creatures, the Slayers. <laughs> I will say, like, right around the mountain part is when I just really started drifting because it was so boring and going nowhere. So I'm, you know, at my head down to my phone looking at Twitter and stuff. And I think I missed the first couple times they got killed because all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell? What's happening here? And I, so <laughs> yeah. I think that was something I missed the first couple times. And it started happening more often. I'm like, I think I missed a part, but I ain't going back. It definitely happens in, like, Castle Battle. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I first noticed it in the first castle battle. And then when they reached the, the black castle or the dark castle, it happened a couple more times. Oh, so gross. Oh, in the swamp. That was the big one because the worm ran right into the dirt. Bite said, in the dirt. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking out of here. All right. Scott, number four. Okay. Number four is, just as Alex mentioned, the swamp. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty cool set piece. Um, you could tell... So, like, at uh, when they get waylaid by the bandits, you could hear the echo in their voices because they were in a goddamn sound studio uh, or a mm-hmm. uh, yeah. film studio. Uh, but, yeah, the, the whole swamp that they built was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, although it does go on forever. Uh, but yeah, and then a lot of cool scenes happen in there. Um, it's basically the whole second act is... Mm-hmm. Spoiler, the death of the seer was, oh, that was like, yeah, that was gruesome. really disturbing. Like, yeah. shit. That old man acted the shit out of that death. <laughs> that was, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, this is rated PG? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which it was. So, mm-hmm. yeah, gonna, again, my, my number four is the, the swamp. Okay. So, All right. Effective num- set piece. My number four is there was some very choppy editing going on in this movie there are some scenes where like especially i think you were mentioning the scene where the old man's talking to him and he's like you got to go do something and like 
it's like scenes are missing or something. I don't know. I felt felt very jarring a lot of the scenes, and that's so. I yeah, had, there was a couple times. Yeah, where I felt the same. <laughs> I was like, they're talking. Next thing you know, like they're on the other side of the room, and no, here comes so and so. I'm like, wait, well, how did you fuck that? That so. That always bugs me in movies. I don't pay attention to that stuff, so when I notice it, I think it's really bad. I always have to mention it. Um, so that's my number four, Alex. My number four is. Uh, kind of what Scott was talking about, but in general, just all the set pieces in the backgrounds, the the natural ones and the man-made ones for this entire movie are incredible. Like, yeah, the mountain scene was long, but I kind of got lost in just looking at the majesty of the canyons and the mountains and everything. Oh, so cool. It was it was kind of like not it wasn't as drawn out in Lord of the Rings, but it was it kind of felt like that. Like they were doing a commercial for like the the uh, national parks. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't know. So, <laughs> I thought Lord of the Rings was awesome when those scenes. Maybe it's because I've never been to New Zealand, and this just looks like, I don't know, Arizona or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but not only that, but the build set pieces, uh, specifically the Black Castle, it was looked like so cool and alien, and like you're actually inside the thing's mouth with teeth literally sticking out of some of the structures and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Castle Grayskull. <laughs> there was no skull in this. I know, but it kind of looked like it. Yeah, kind of. Talking about the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was resemblance. Kind of. Teleporting or Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Alex or Scott, number 3. Uh, my number 3 was the uh, in here, the old man and the the spider lady. And ah, the, that's my number three too. And their and their whole background story that they, they kind of kind of it's kind of mostly uh, show it's fucked not, up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It it's a show not tell where they uh, they they give a little bit of exposition, but it's just kind of left to the actors and the uh, to, to carry the rest of it out. It's a very effective scene, like kind of weirdly placed in the middle of the movie like that. Um, all of a sudden gives this these characters like new or at least the old man uh, armor gravity makes sense that or they never explain like how he knows all this shit um, it's like okay he was like some kind of adventurer wizard whatever the fuck he was um, and yeah the, the whole thing about his son getting killed by her and how he forgave her and uh, how he convinces her to, to help them find the castle because uh, the princess has the same name as she does. This is the, the whole whole cool scene. Uh, the 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 spider did not age very well. <laughs> no, but now it's still cool as shit. Yes, yeah, it was still creepy. Um, the oh. scene when he's like finally crawling away on the on the strands, you could tell it was like a <laughs> stop motion, you know, like clay animation in the background, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a cool little side story to to the whole thing. I may have more to say about this later, but not as complimentary as the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I'll talk about it later. Okay. For now, my number three, I have quicksand, more like slow sand. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh. God, first of all, as soon as I saw the, when they're walking, I'm like, what, they, what are they walking on? This is, this is, I've never seen a floor, or what, what would you call it? A ground? Soil or ground like that ever before. And then they start sinking, and it's forever. And then it's, they go back out, and oh God, that scene lasted forever. Every scene lasted forever. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not over yet. <laughs> you started watching it last week. Yeah. Forever. Uh, that was the worst representation of quicksand ever. I'll, granted, I've never seen quicksand. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it looks like a bunch of wet sawdust. And yeah, and then them going back and them slowly losing the grip on the dude. And oh god, that like that forming the human chain. Like they get the one that they all get out, and then they all go back in forming the human chain. It takes forever for it to happen. <laughs> so yeah. That's my number three, Slow Sand. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alex. My number three is the whole crystal spider scene. But just uh, the the crystal spider specifically, not only just the set piece that was awesome, climbing on those webs and everything, and he had to go to the center. 
but the whole thing with the spider and that was the thing that was keeping the the widow of the web there but it was the sand that was keeping it away plus the spider had like a black widow red thing also that it was see-through in its belly oh, it's just so cool just such a cool concept for a monster and they they pulled it off with the the stop motion like statue the little puppet looked amazing yeah the motions you know stop motion and animation technology hadn't come along that much i don't think it was harryhausen that did that animation i have no idea i think it would have been better but <laughs> oh that spider just looks so cool that's my number three all right uh scott number two okay um uh... Kind of talked about this at the very beginning, but I just completely forgotten about the the whole thematic insanity that was going on in this movie. Uh, never knew quite what genre genre it was pandering to uh, or going for, I should say. Um, so a lot of it's typical kind of Lord of the Rings fare. Yeah, they got to go journey for this item, and then they're on this quest, uh, this fantasy quest, or D and D even. But there's uh, the thieves and the and the prince. Now he's a king, and they're rescuing a princess. And then all of a sudden, like Jeff said at the beginning, is this Star Wars or Spaceballs? Where you have these guys with, like the laser lance things, yeah, um, that that have the kind of weird futuristic suits. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, they have the the worms that crawl out, uh, kind of give it a horror element, which ties into the whole Cthulhu thing, which mm-hmm. is like the with the final monster calls, which I'm not sure they ever name. Um, in the credits, he's just called the Beast, uh, like uncredited as the Beast, the guy that did the voice for him, um, or was in the suit. I'm not sure which. Um, but yeah, he kind of got this Cthulhu thing where uh, this this god in the middle of this thing. The um, and again, it goes back to the the worm things that are controlling the suits of armor. Uh, so yeah, this movie never really wanted to know what it wanted to do, and then. They had that weird blurb at the end about how their child would rule the world, but or how they would rule the world together, but their child would rule the galaxy. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, even the poster... Um, he became he, Emperor Palpatine. That was yeah, our kid. Yeah. On, on, yeah. on at least one of the posters, there's like the, the, the monster in the background, and the, the main guy's like holding up... You can't even tell what he's holding up, but it's like shooting out four different laser things. Yeah. None of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, it, it, I find it fascinating though that they just like went with this. Like nobody said like, oh, you know, it doesn't really make sense to mix all this stuff together. And then somebody was like, fuck you, we're doing it. And that's what we got. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, they're like, okay, so everyone says Star Wars is a fantasy. Well, a space fantasy. We'll give them a space fantasy. Like this is, it's a fantasy, but there's spaceships and lasers. Like, I it seemed like kind of like their answer to that and try to push it more. But yeah, it was bad. They, you're right. Like you said before, they didn't really know what they were doing, but I agree. All right. Uh, my number two, stupid spider scene. This, <laughs> this is what I'm really zoning out of this movie. And I just keep hearing this terrible screeching and looking up and seeing this terrible spider that to me, awesome okay, spider. I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. This spider looked no better and probably worse than the spider in the Ewok adventure movie. That's what I got out of this with the spider webs and this stupid thing. It looked awful. So, sorry guys. Um, it was bad. The translucent <laughs> part, I guess it's kind of cool considering I almost got killed by a translucent spider one time. Or it was crawling on my neck and it was scary as hell. But... <laughs> uh, the same as almost dead. Yeah. Um yeah, it was, he was terrible. It was awful. It it felt. It just didn't. Didn't. Nah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number two, Alex. My number two is uh, well, a little combo here at the very end where he finally uses the glaive. Good glaive, which means the bluff. No, but the bla- the glaive was pretty cool. But then it gets spoiler alert. Yeah, I like that it wasn't just he threw it like a frisbee and it came back like Captain America shield. He actually like mentally controlled it and he can like kind of using the force to move it around and stuff to attack, which was pretty awesome. And 
bonus points for reverse acting whenever he had to catch the glaive and then throw it again. That looked pretty damn good. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Quick, but, quick. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, also, the other combo to that is that the glaive, well, maybe it wasn't that great because you just have to marry this princess and you're Johnny Storm and you can fire, you can <laughs> shoot flamethrowers out of your hands and that's the ultimate weapon. Not really the glaive at all. So, did they ever explain why he doesn't pull it out sooner? Uh, not really. Because he seems Senior to start just... wrecking shit once he like, <laughs> taking out whole groups of the Slayers. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe he should have done that sooner? Well, didn't the old guy say you'll know when to use it? Like, yeah, it'll call to beginning. you or something? And that's... Okay. I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, it was bad. And it did not live up to the hype. Thinking, once again, I still thought that was the, the name of the movie was based on this thing. So this thing's going to be awesome. And man, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, like a starfish with blades at the end. <laughs> I can see why they had to do the reverse thing, though, with those blades. <laughs> there's oh, like, yeah, there's, there's no actually way no way to catch it. <laughs> fucking catch that thing without getting hurt. Yeah. All right, Scott, number one. Okay. We were just talking about it, the glaive. Um, and also, it was, it's weird that they named it a glaive, because a glaive is actually like a... To simplify, is a kind of spear. Yeah. Hmm. And this is not that. But it's still a badass weapon. It looks super cool. Um, it does. Like, the first time he holds it up, and all the, the blades at the end flip out, um, probably cut him because <laughs> he had no yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, and then use it at the end. And yeah. Like Alex said, he's like controlling it with his mind. Uh, it is pretty shitty. Like it's stuck after like stabbing a thing. So, yeah. Um, it's like, it, okay, this badass weapon, I guess is lost for all eternity. Mm. Yes. Yeah, as, as far as like unique weapons goes, uh, this, this will be toward the top. Um, it's the coolest part of this movie. So that's my number one. Well, they built this whole movie around that thing. <laughs> the advertising for sure, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, uh, my number one is that the, the boss fight at the end. with It was just a projection screen behind some rocks. It was awful. <laughs> like, I know this was 83, but come on. Star Wars, all three Star Wars movies have been out by this point. Um, I think Wrath of Khan has been out by this point. I mean, there's you could do you could do better. It was awful. That's it. A, a way to end the movie on a poor note, in my opinion. Even if the guy <laughs> was some Cthulhu-esque monster, they they kept doing this weird, uh, like fisheye underwater smoky thing. I, I couldn't never never quite put my finger on it, but it, they weren't doing themselves any favors. And then also when he finally gets hit by the glaive. Like, stabs him in the heart, right? Yeah. The glaive is, like, like the normal size that it would look like if it, like, it stabbed you or I in the heart. So one of the right. two, either, yeah, either, not a, not a giant. <laughs> either he shrunk or the glaive got super huge all of a sudden. <laughs> so Maybe that's why he couldn't there. pull it out with his force powers because it was too big now. Maybe. So. Like the size of an X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is that this, all of the fight scenes and everything just reminded me, uh, in a in a good way, reminded me of the old Errol Flynn movies like Robin Hood or that pirate one. And all the, all the fights and stuff were kind of modeled against that. So, yeah, just nostalgia on top of nostalgia. Yeah, especially that just first that castle figure. battle. He's like swinging yeah. from the rope and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very Errol Flynn-y. I just yeah. said the music reminded me of that too. Yeah. So I like that. At least they got, you know, that part right. They had a clear vision of what they wanted the fights to be. So that's my number one. All right. So I have to ask you guys. I have an honorable mention. That dude who, I don't even know what he, that guy was like changing into different animals or whatever. That guy was stupid. And he reminded me. Oh, the the wizard? Yeah. And that thing was something since. I was going yeah. back and forth, and sometimes he, I'm like, who is this? Why is all of a sudden there a lion here or a tiger or whatever he was changing himself into? But that actor reminded me. Do you remember, like, the weird white guy on the Jeffersons? <laughs> yeah, it did look kind of like, like him, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't him, but 
and I haven't thought about that guy in <laughs> 35 years or whatever, but, um, so there it is. Honorable mention. I thought you guys might have him on your, Oh, he's a, he was a funny character. Let's see. He wasn't. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> All right. Kind of annoying. Good to hear. All right. Let's rate this thing. Scott. Uh, real quick. One honorable mention. Okay. Before. Uh, so I mentioned that Robbie Coltrane got dubbed. Coltrane. Uh, Coltrane. So did uh, the princess. Uh, I guess the idea is she's British, and they they wanted it to be, I don't know, more appealing to an American audience. So they they had uh, American woman Lindsay Krauss, who has been a ton of things, including Slapshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> dubbed her, and she didn't even said Anthony didn't even know about it until after been done pretty much um she didn't know that she was going to be dubbed it was just a weird thing like really the only american actor in the whole thing is like is colwin uh ken marshall so Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're going to worry about having the other it was just weird maybe they're just going for that whole princess leia thing i don't know but yeah i don't mention that it's just weird yeah it's i don't know if hollywood has moved like past i know hollywood is you know notorious for whitewashing but I mean, double whitewashing in the '80s, Jeebus. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Man, this—he's white, but he's not as white as he could be. So let's just dub him over with a whiter guy voice. I remember. Uh, I think the movie—it's a horror movie. I think it's called The Sentinel. There's fucked up people living in this house, but um, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum's in it, and it's early on. He's like—he's barely in it. He's like some girl's boyfriend or whatever. But he's in it. I'm like, oh, it's Jeff Goldblum. Not oh, dubbed. Like even Goldblum was dubbed, and it was like an American movie, and he's obviously American. I was like, why the hell would they dub him? I actually never found out why he was dubbed. Like, all I can think of is maybe there was bad audio recording, and it wasn't worth their time to bring him in post later because he was a nobody. I don't know, but found that funny. Probably, probably wasn't white enough. Yeah, <laughs> too ethnic. Goldblum yeah. was too ethnic. Yeah. Uh, you, you want me to dub? Dub. Dub this movie? All right, Scott. Okay. Uh, it's tough. Um, so I, I get that you hate this movie, Jeff. Yeah, um, that's me. And, and I'll agree <laughs> that it's not yeah. necessarily on the side of being good, uh, but there's enough interesting interesting things going on here uh, that I would give this a four. All right. Uh, fair enough. Um, while I didn't like this movie, it's still fantasy sci-fi, so I can't give it a one, but I will give it a two. Um, at first, the first half, I was teeter on a three, and then it just got super boring for me and just dumb. So, two for me. Alex. I'm also going to give this movie a four. A lot of it is nostalgia. I mean, I think that's what's keeping it from getting a higher score because I can't, I can't watch this more than like once every six months or so. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it in years. Six months. So Jesus Christ. Gotta put it back on the shelf. I could probably watch it again like next year sometime. Well, <laughs> that's off to you, sir. Yeah. All so right. Yeah, four for me. Okay, so what's our crossover list? Alice Scott? <laughs> Alice Scott. Um, it is top five princesses mm. uh, across all media platforms. And uh, my number five uh, would be Mononoke Hime, also known as Princess oh. Mononoke. <gasps> That's nice. on my list. Not. <laughs> Said no Jeffrey ever. <laughs> I actually thought of it because I'm like, I know I know this name, but I, I've never seen it, so I can't put it on my list. Uh, princess more name than actual royalty but uh still um mm-hmm. love that movie um she it's a great character um without going too much into the movie uh a a worthy princess um in the pantheon of princesses so that's my number five hey before i forget good choice i guess i don't know you guys gotta add to your list uh when a good anime, and I'll watch one of them for the show. 
Maybe you guys will turn me into an anime lover. Are you talking about should... a movie or a series? Oh, come on. I, I don't want to watch fucking 100 hours. Give me just a two-hour movie or something. Not a hentai porn either, like an actual... I don't know, like this, Princess Monoke, or... <laughs> yeah, I just, I, just, I just put it on my list. That one is a really good movie. All right. Actually, uh, one Eric P. Nelson watched that movie when it came out in theaters, and he loved it. <laughs> All right, see? There you go. Yeah. You called he down hates the everything. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Jeff, you called down the thunder. Well, now you I said it. one. You don't give me shit, load. Don't give me, you know, Shigatoshi Ninja Princess. Or... Is, that your, is that your only is that your go-to Japanese name? Jeff? I like that name, Shigatoshi. It's fun to say. Anyway. I mean, Easy there, Yuli Guriel. <laughs> the only Japanese guy I went to high school with, the, or school with, his name was Mike. So, that's not very good. <laughs> it was in Mike? <laughs> no. Oh. All right. So, my number five, I have to pick a Disney princess. And since they're all kind of the same to me, since I didn't watch many of these as a kid, um, the one I did like is... Alice, but she's not a princess, right? So I didn't just hear. I did Snow White since she's the first. She's the original, and uh, probably the movie I remember the most as a kid. So and and the whitest we get it, Jeff. <laughs> and the whitest. Uh, she is she whiter than Cinderella? Uh, yes. Is she? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Snow White, and she's German. True. I think. So Was Snow White. Then? Yeah, um, and it's, this is kind of like I said, it's all the princesses, Disney princesses mixed in for me. So there it is, Alex. Mm-hmm. My number five is Princess Peach, and she's at the bottom of the barrel because she keeps getting kidnapped for Pete's sake. For Peach's sake, Jeebus! Whoa! Yeah, for Peach, <laughs> for Peach's sake. Some hairy, sweaty Italian plumber has to come save her. <laughs> she can't stay unkidnapped. For like a, a year, just give poor Mario a year. Don't get kidnapped, please. Nope. Yeah, uh, I'll well, mention for Peach for me. If Mario would actually just kill Koopa and not <laughs> let him go, well, that's true. <laughs> and it, and the threat once and for all. Yeah, it's kind of like Batman just not destroying these nemesis because uh, they keep coming back. Oh, I'll kill you, but I don't have to save you either. As he drops him into lava. King Koopa's mom's name is Martha, just like Mario's. So. <laughs> That's why mm. he's letting him go. All right. Scott, number four. Number four, uh, dipping into video games again, mm-hmm. is uh, Princess Marla from Chrono Trigger. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, she wears a uh, halter top? Tube yeah, top? halter uh, top. Uh, she's, got, hair she's got the crossbow. She pretty much drives the story with the uh, mute protagonist that is Chrono. Um, but yeah, iconic uh, 16-bit character uh, amongst all the even amongst all the Square RPGs at the time. Uh, so yeah, that's my number four. All right. Well, I'll also stick with the video game thing and also talk about a princess that gets captured a lot. Princess Zelda. Ah, yeah, my number four. As my well. number two. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to put a video game on here. I had to put Zelda. She's the name of the damn games for crying out loud. Even though she doesn't do jack shit. Although, Sheik. Yeah, and what sixty four version? Which one was that? Yeah, yeah, sixty four. Ocarina. Ocarina and and she's in the Wind Waker too. She's a little more proactive. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I never played. She that doesn't one. even know she's a princess. We're actually, oh, you're I'm missing out. Kind of unfamiliar with the the other titles. I'm working on Breath of the Wild right now, so I don't know. Um, this is uh maybe the first spoiler alert thing. I don't know if you guys ever know this. It's a long time ago when we're still this game's brand new and we're still playing it. And um, uh, Chris Chris was over, and we had we had beaten the game, but he hadn't yet. And I was like, oh, it's such a, or he didn't know. And I'm like, you want to know who it is? And he goes, no. And I just told him, like, <laughs> oh. He was so mad. Like, I had no idea there was spoiler etiquette. And I'm like, it's a stupid video game. Uh, uh, 
Out of all the and, people, you could have done that too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and this is—I didn't know him that well. I'm just—he's yeah, my little brother's friend, funny. and they're playing video games in the other room. And I just come in the room, big brother. <laughs> that's all the idiot. And then you that's know, because like I—I I think, I mean, I probably would have been mad about it at the time, but I've gotten over it pretty quickly. I don't know, if Alex probably got over it even quicker. But yeah, Chris mm-hmm. was probably stewing on that one for a while. He's probably still mad. He's probably still mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> twenty years Fucking later, Jeff spoiling chic. <laughs> if he's at the party tomorrow, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> See what he says. <laughs> so, Zelda for me, Alex number four. Uh, Zelda as well. Okay. The princess. <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. All right. I mean, the second one, she just sleeps the entire video game. <laughs> yeah, he had to go wake her up. <laughs> She's been asleep for centuries. Um, all right, Scott, number three. Number three is Princess Buttercup. My number two. I died that day. Don't ever mock me again. Uh, so, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, Princess Bride. Then we'll be with Princess sometime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the quintessential princess of my... Uh, my movie childhood, I guess. Uh, even more so than, um, like, so it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I think of her more as a princess than, like, pretty much anybody else on this list. If that makes any sure. sense. Um, she acts the most like a princess. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I thought of as like a princess growing up was was her. So, so that's and I, and I said they did yeah. Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Disney stuff. I guess, like, oh yeah, like you said, all the Disney stuff pretty much gets an honorable yeah. mention. Who is who is the first Disney princess that doesn't just automatically roll up in a in a super princessy dress? Huh. Like, I, uh, well, technically, Ariel. Yeah, I guess uh, technically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as soon as she gets laid, she she pops into a dress. Though. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other ones that are technically not princesses, but they're quote-unquote Disney princesses, like uh, Pocahontas or Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But before that, Jasmine? Yeah. Yeah. She uh, never Jasmine. wears a dress. Not not like the typical Disney princess dress. Yeah. Like. Then Ariel trades her voice for a vagina. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> Akuna Matata. <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah. Princess Nala. Oh, wait. She wasn't the princess. <laughs> she might as well have been. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was... What were we on? That was your number three. Number three. Yeah, my number three was Buttercup. Yeah. All right. So my number three is a tie, but I'm not sure if they're both princesses, but I have Eowyn and Arwen. I don't remember <laughs> if they're both princesses. Uh... Eowyn uh, is. He's... Right? Isn't he Theoden's daughter? But... Um, no, no, she's she's Theoden's niece. Oh, well then, she's not my one. And then is Arwen? Arwen's kind of, I guess technically, yeah, yeah. Because so like in mm-hmm. the Similarian, they're all like the the elves come to uh, Middle Earth, which wasn't called that at the time. Um, it's called like Barelian, Barelian land. I can never pronounce it. And then uh, they split up in diff- different things. And then there's like the Grey Elves that were there originally. Or not the gray elves, the uh, all right, the elves, and then the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but they're all but kings. Wait a minute. My point being that they all split up, and then, like each of them becomes their own king, their like little fiefdom. Sure, but technically, if they didn't leave Middle Earth, would Arwen have become queen? Like, say, someone shot um, Agent Smith, would she have become queen or no? Before or after she had the kid. Oh. All right, never mind. I don't care about the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they go back to Awen. Isn't she would have been a queen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. As soon as she got married, she would have been a queen. All right. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. See, but Awen, I thought Aomir was her cousin, and she was no. And her brother died in the no her cousin died. Theoden's son yeah, was her cousin. Was... Okay. Her and Aomir are brother and sister. Because didn't uh, King Theoden say you should have been something? You should have been the, the son or whatever? I don't remember. All right. Anyway, I was wrong. Arwen. Whatever. I want to introduce Lord of the Rings. Is there any girl hobbits? 
Uh, Rosie. 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 She's yeah. the princess of the tavern. Yeah. <laughs> Lady of the golden drink. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good voice. I like that. <laughs> From the animated movie. All right, that was my number three. Kind of, I mm-hmm. guess. Maybe, maybe it's disqualified, but who cares? Alex, go. <laughs> it's done. My number three is in her most recent movie and in the Justice League iteration, Wonder Woman. Ooh. Diana, Princess of Ooh, That's a good one. Wonder Woman! Wait a minute. Such her a, last name is Prince. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a good so, one. Such a, such a cool character. Always, uh... Pretty much uh, in the cartoon, kind of upstaging all the guys and everything. She was always the one that uh, I, th- I believe was the most helpful in the group in the Justice League, honestly. Wasn't Batman? Because it was totally Batman. Eh, not really. <laughs> no, Batman all that shit would have dick. fallen apart two days later if not for Batman. Well, yeah. I'm not saying Batman Wonder, wasn't a dick. Wonder I'm Wonder saying Wonder Batman Wonder was holding the whole operation together. together. Plus, in the comic books, when... Uh, Maxwell Lord takes over Superman's brain and he's brainwashing him and stuff and they're he's fighting against Wonder Woman, she almost kills him. Like she she barely holds back just enough so that she's able to to get away and get Maxwell Lord tied up in her magic lasso. That was an epic fight. Okay. FYI. Look it up. I'm sure I'm sure Sips was like underpowered there though, because he was being mind controlled. No. He was not. He thought he was fighting Darkseid, so he was going all out against Right, Old right, man. but he was probably weakened because he didn't have nope. full control of his body. <laughs> Story the... reasons. Nope. Otherwise, it's really boring. <laughs> no way. It's right. going max power. Max power. All right, Scott, number two. <laughs> number two, Zelda. Uh, okay. we, we already mentioned most of it, but I did like, again, that she... Hello? She takes some agency in Ocarina and... Uh, and in Wind Waker, and I don't know that much about the other ones, but they slowly like moved her away from the whole damsel in distress thing. Even if you do have to eventually go rescue her, or bail her <laughs> out, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. All right, I obviously agree. Um, my number two is what you already had earlier, Princess Buttercup. Um, while it's a terrible name, boo, <laughs> bow down, <laughs> the queen, queen of slime, queen of filth, queen of putrescence. Bow down. You done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one. Listen to the movie. Um, anyway, now everything you already said, and her, she's not physically tough, but she is mentally tough in these movies, and I, I in the movie, and I like that she's talking back yeah, to pretty much everybody, and she's gonna stab herself in the heart for Pete's sake. <laughs> she's just about to ruin a perfect set of breasts, um, according yeah. to Wesley. 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 Little shit. <laughs> All right. Princess Buttercup, number two. Alex. My number two is Princess Leia Organa. Really? I'm curious to see who your number one is now. That's it. Me too. There it is. Princess why, Leia. Why is she only number two? Uh, Because I might be cheating for the number one spot. Gotcha. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right, well, I'm assuming Scott will have more to say about this, and myself. Maybe just me. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is Princess Leia, and I will go ahead and pass the baton here to you, Jeff. Um, she had a killer rack. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, number one. Han, Han definitely boobs. snuck a peek. <laughs> and, and, and a, and a cop the field. Yeah. 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 He Han solo the thing. Mm-hmm. Um there's not much to say. Come on, it's Princess Leia. Yeah. She's badass, she, and she is good looking. And uh, and she got lit she's... during the Christmas episode or the Christmas special. <laughs> Let's not talk oh, about hell Christmas yeah. special. Happy Life Day. Yeah. Although I just heard it, uh, they added some book or comic book that made that the B. Arthur characters canon. It's officially canon now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, even after even after the rewrites. And yeah, the... they added it back. Like. <laughs> Son of a bitch. She's the nighttime bartender at the most likely cantina, and now she's officially that, canon. That's just a middle finger to Lucas right there, which <laughs> I'm all for, but come on. Uh, anyway, Princess Leia, she's awesome. Uh, come on. I don't even want to say her other than 
She's she is a princess, but only in name, really. I mean, she yeah. just she gets saved, kind of, <laughs> right? I mean, the whole thing is she. As soon as they bust her out, she's the one leading everybody, and she's sub rescue. Yeah, she she's the best shot in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. She's snarky. She puts up with uh, she doesn't put up with the crap from the boys. Um, she is the leader, and I, I especially this is. I always liked Princess Leia as a kid, but she was still kind of was just the princess to me. But also just because I'm a stupid boy, and it was you know all about Luke Skywalker and Han. But when you read the books, even though they're not canon anymore, she is such a pivotal character. I mean, she is the brain. She is the one that's trying to do the actual set up the government. Um, do everything smart. So I just loved all that, especially from like the Thrawn trilogy. And I think that's what they're trying to show with these new movies. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with the new one and her untimely passing, but um, mm-hmm. Princess Leia, no doubt. Force Ghost. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, but um, <laughs> I don't think so either. Alex, what? what's your number one? My number one is cheating a little bit. IRL Princess Diana. Okay, we never specified. What can I say? We never specified. Yeah, yeah a lot of humanitarian efforts, and she, she was the first princess to divorce her husband. Good on her. Uh, right? I don't know about that. In the history well, of time and man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before that, wasn't it just, I want a divorce, all right, and then the princess got beheaded? Hey, fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> divorce your head from your body. Yeah. Hey, uh, fun fact: When I was in uh, was in London recently, I went to Kensington Palace and yeah. uh, went through the uh, Princess Diana fashion collection that they had on display there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, sounds fascinating. Uh, it was. I was. A, there was a nice walk leading up to it through Kensington or through Hyde Park. I think I went to Hyde Park when I was there. Yeah. I remember now. Walked through, started in Sussex Gardens, walked through Hyde Park, went to Kensington, and then walked, Sounds familiar. And then I think walked over to Buckingham? Or to go. Anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Very good. I did, when I went to London, I did not see any princess diaries or uh, <laughs> clothes or anything. Well, those are private, Jeff. <laughs> I did see the queen. She drove by the our bus on the way in. They had a big she motorcade did, going oh. against traffic, and there was the queen sitting in the back. So did she do the queen wave? No, she wasn't on a parade. She was <laughs> driving. Still. It was right after the first or second great grandchild was born. I don't know what the kids that are popping out now. Whatever that is to her, great did, grandchild. Did you have to resist the urge to go? I must kill the queen. <laughs> Cool. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, that'd be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I six on my ass? <laughs> well, I'm saying like it would have crossed. It would have crossed my mind. Like I wouldn't have said it. But no, yeah. believe it or not, that did not cross my mind after a 12 hour flight or whatever it was coming into the air. Uh, well, that's that's the nothing. Time. That's like a it's pond hopper. In the uh, well, driving against traffic the entire time was freaking me out. Although it wasn't against traffic, <laughs> but it felt like it. I'm still having flashbacks, man. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> when you crossed the road, did you look both ways like four times every time? I did. Oh, I was yeah. Like, oh, God. I don't know where cars so, are coming So, London, <laughs> at least they, they paint like on the sidewalks, like which direction yeah. you're supposed to go. But as soon as you get out of London, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I still saw the signs, but I was still yeah, – uh, yeah. I was looking both ways. Anyway. Right Anyways. Place. Alex doesn't want us to be derailed about London. So, any feedback? Uh, yeah, we got some good uh, responses from our old pal website. William Grimwood, duh, of course. Website. He's got a great list for us of top five princesses. Okay. He says, to be fair, he's not including Princess Leia because more than likely everyone has her at her number one. Ah, almost correct, William. You failed, Alex. Mm-hmm. So, top five princesses. Number five, Princess Daphne from Dragon's Lair. Yeah, I thought Damn, about that good. one, yeah. She was Dude, smoking hot. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, Princess Vespa from Spaceballs, yeah, number four. I didn't want to have her on the same list with Leia. Ah, <laughs> oh, honorable mention. He shot my hair. 
Wait, uh, Princess. <laughs> Funny, she doesn't look Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> number three, Princess Buttercup, Princess Bride. Number two, Princess Diana from Wonder Woman, and number one, Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, that's right. Game of Thrones. She's a princess before she's a queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also got another Ooh. list on Twitter from uh, Garth. Right, and I'm Garth. really hoping your last name is Algarth, but I doubt it. I'll just imagine it is. Number five, Princess Princess Zelda. You're breaking up. Number Alex. four. Oh, let him go. He's good. Okay. Number four is Princess Buttercup. Number three, also Princess Vespa. It's <laughs> number two. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, the billion dollar princess. <laughs> I'll allow it. That's yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good, Garth. <laughs> and number one, Princess Leia, of course. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> always, always a delight reading your lists. I can't believe I didn't think of Daenerys. Well, she's been like a queen for so long. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to be a princess first. That's true. Or is that true? If you just conquer a land, you're never a princess before that. But what are you before that? Just a conqueror. European. On that note. Exactly. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. And whenever you're reading this, Game 3 of the World Series has just ended. Dodgers versus the uh, Astros. And, uh, yeah, Dodgers are down one game. It's now 1-2 Astros. Astros are up by one game. Yeah. Look at that. Sports. Wow. That was nothing like three week old sports, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Factually yeah, accurate, well. though. It is factually mm-hmm. accurate. Faccurate. But hopefully, <laughs> this is a snapshot in time. Hope, maybe, hopefully, the Dodgers have won by now, but we'll see. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. we did that one episode where I was cursing the Kings because they were down 0 3 to the Sharks and they ended up coming back and winning the whole thing. So maybe that's going to oh, happen. Oh, there, there. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Let's curse the Dodgers. Alex, <laughs> pop quiz. Oh. Name. Two starting pitchers for the Dodgers. Starting pitchers? Yes. Uh, well, I can't imagine Yusio Puig as a pitcher. No. Yusio Puig? He is a belly itcher, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and a bat flipper. Know. Randy Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> he is a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, about... a pitcher. Oh, wait, he, well, oh, he's the guy that hit that bird, right? Yeah, yes. he, he made a pigeon <laughs> explode. Yes, that's the best pitch in baseball. One in a billion shot. Yeah, two of them are Korean, Alex. Oh, that's right, Yu Hyun Jin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, my son Luca. <laughs> no. His T-ball team was the Dodgers. <laughs> and on the back of his fake baseball card, he's listed as pitcher. Right, well, you got one, you and go. you named Randy Johnson, so I will keep, I will say you pass this quiz. Yes. Default. 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 <laughs> it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, we talked a, a bit about Mario today uh, with Princess Peach. So my only real bit of news here is that, uh, <laughs> as Jeff pointed out with the with our news segment, uh, this is probably going to be three week old news by the time that this gets out. But uh, Mario Odyssey uh, has released as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, that is the new Super Mario game for the Switch. Um, <laughs> I've actually got it sitting in the box still. I have yet to bust it out because I had to rush home so we could record this bad boy. Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks great. Uh, I'm excited about this. It's gotten you know, great reviews, and Nintendo's been on kind of a roll ever since they released the Switch. Um, there's still some problems with the library and some other flaws with it, uh, with, with the system itself. But uh, the, the Dewey Decimal System? But um, <laughs> no. But <laughs> I I had previously I had not purchased a Wii or a Wii U, um, so this is my first time getting the a console again for the. Nintendo for quite some time. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited about uh, what Nintendo's got coming out in the future here. Eventually there'll be a new Metroid. Um, um, new Fire Emblem that's just for the Switch and so on and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yes, back to the original point, New Mario. And again, it's getting uh, good reviews. So, Did you find the warp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's a teaser. It is a teaser. Uh, it's possible that I was intending to do this with a different podcast, but because we switched things around. <laughs> That's what I was wondering about. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to get this out sooner rather than later. Uh so it, it might have tied in a little more strongly. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's basically all I got. Uh, thank you for pointing out that <laughs> that it would have gone better for something else. Uh, Alex, do you have anything you want to chime in with here? Uh, nope. All right, Jeff? Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Yeah, um, I'm not really watching anything. Right now it's sports. October is all about sports. So watching hockey, baseball, and football. Um, I've been doing that. Uh, we just released our Stranger Things episode. Stranger Things Season 2 re- came out today. I haven't watched an episode yet, but I'm hoping after we're done recording tonight I can get a couple episodes in. I'm going to I'm gonna Looking wait until uh, like the week of our <laughs> when we do our Stranger Things 2 episode. Keep the streak going. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's what a dick. That's basically I've been playing Destiny Two. Um been having some fun there. We beat our first nightfall the other day. That was fun. Um I don't think we're ever our team's ever gonna get a raid. We don't have enough people and we just don't have whatever, seven hours, whatever it takes to do some of these, so that's it for me. Yeah, I've I've been uh still doing Overwatch. And uh, I did watch the first four episodes of Orville, and I kinda like it. Oh yeah, how is that? Yeah. It's more Star Trek than Star Trek. It starts off as a typical McFarlane thing, and slowly morphs into like hardcore Star Trek. Yeah, so wow. like, I re- if you like Star Trek, I recommend it. Cool. Just, yeah, it looked stupid to me, but I'll keep watching. Keep us updated. Yep. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, kind of like how we don't watch Gotham. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. Well, you're missing out. We, we, we don't watch any of Jeff's stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.